0: Full Not Broken, your weekly inspirational hit of solid advice and life stories coming to you to help you rebuild from rock bottom. Hello, hello! Thank you for joining me for another episode of Beautiful Not Broken. I'm so excited to be back. It's January. It's summer. I'm happy. I love summer. I'm a summer baby through and through. I'm having a great start to the year. Um, yeah, it's always you know. I'm I'm pumped. This is my year of opportunities. You know, I keep talking about that word. I keep throwing it out there, and I'm going to keep throwing it out there because. It's my word (laughs) and that's what I'm seeking this year. So I'm going after it with my all. I'm excited to be back with you this week for an episode that really just jumped into my head uh, with some stuff that I've been working on for the book and it was really around the grief of expectancy because one of the big growth points that I had throughout 2021 was learning that a lot of my grief was actually not around the event that had happened, but the way that I had in my head expected my life to go – And I think this is a really important conversation because we hear a lot of personal development. We hear a lot of like people just thrown out there like, you know, it's all about visualization. You need to visualize the finish line, especially like sports coaches, right? And I'm a huge visualization kind of girl and I always have been. But in the past year, I've probably found myself still able to visualize, but very, very realistic that visualization doesn't mean it's going to happen that way. And I think we can visualize crossing a finish line. We can visualize getting the 30K month. We can visualize having, I don't know, getting the puppy. (laughs) That's a good one, right? I want a puppy. I love puppies. Everyone loves a puppy till they have a puppy and then they lose all their thongs and shit. And they're like, don't, I like, I would like like a mature dog now, please. (laughs) I love Alfie. We all know that. But you know, there's this great concept of visualisation. I'm a huge believer in it because I do think we achieve more if we can visualise ourselves in that moment, you know. Like for me, before I run a race, um, (laughs) I'm not winning races, guys. Let's just be really fucking clear on that. But when I – like I'm competitive with myself every time I do like Sydney uh, Sydney half marathon, which I've only done once but I want to do it again, doing that and every single time I do city surf, the first thing I can visualise is the – absolute joy and pride I'm going to feel when I cross that finish line. I can actually in my body feel it. And I'm very much like this in a lot of things. I I visualize myself in the moment and how it's going to feel because I'm a very emotional person. I'm an empath. I am all about that. How's it going to feel? How's it going to look? What am I going to look like? You know, And I literally can understand the scenario. Even when it comes to relationships and things, I've always been able to visualize what it should look like, how I want it to feel, and all of those things, especially now that I'm in a big opportunity to visualize my life because literally I've been given a whole new clean slate and a whole new way to start my life. But there's cons to visualization because it sets us up for a false sense of security that if we manifest and we visualize and we do all of these great things... It's going to happen. And the reality is, like, I didn't visualize my marriage failing. I didn't visualize my dad dying at 21. You know, there's all these things and these bumps in the road that can happen that really say or show us that. Yes, we can visualize and we can dream and we should 100% manifest and do all of these amazing things that are proven to help us on our journeys and help us kick goals and grow and all of the great things. But we need to be realistic about what it looks like if something doesn't go to plan. Because as much as we can plan to the nth degree our entire life, there are things that are going to crop up that we can't plan. And I think in the past two years, we've had this unbelievable example of this, right? We're thrown an entire pandemic. People's holidays got cancelled. Their way of working got ruined. Relationships ended because we were all in the same square meterage or day in, day out. People, their whole lives as they'd known it, their freedoms, all of the things got stripped away from them. Not to mention we heard of mass deaths and, you know, like the spreading of the virus. And suddenly we had, especially in Australia, we had fighting in between our states. There was so much division and we're still seeing the division between, you know, vax not vaxxed, pro-choice, not pro pro-cho- like all of the things. And we've been thrown this real example that we cannot actually plan our lives. Because at the end of the day, we can only control what we can control as situations arise. I can control my training for it. Like I like the half marathon thing, right? Because A, I've done it. And B, because you can really train for an event, right? Anyone can run a half marathon. Okay. As long as you've got your legs and they work and stuff. Okay. Granted, very (laughs) privileged of me to be able to say that. But anyone with two working legs um no heart condition and anyone that's healthy can run a half marathon it's just about the training and it doesn't mean you're going to run an awesome time you're not going to win the race but anyone can actually get there right with the right training the right planning and it's like anything we can all set goals and actually get there but the truth is if on the day it's 40 degrees and i've not trained in the heat yeah it's going to be really challenging and i'm probably going to have to change my race day plan So it's about this visualize all we want, manifest all we want, plan, set goals, have things that we want to achieve, but be incredibly realistic around the fact that not everything's going to go to plan and that's okay. Otherwise we set ourselves up for huge grief. And like, I know we see it in like weddings and events because how often do events actually run to plan? I know with my own wedding back when I did that. The flowers didn't show up. I didn't care. I was like, oh, who gives a fuck? I'm still marrying my best friend. Like at the time I was just so happy to be marrying this guy that had made me wait seven years to bloody propose. And, you know, when when all, it all went to shit, like he was great. He went into action mode and was like, Beck's going to peak, which by the way I totally didn't. I was like, oh, well, it is what it is. We're still married and all our friends are here and we're having a mad party. Like that was all that mattered for me on in the time. But I'm very easily... If something doesn't go to plan, I can kind of say, all right, let's be rational about this. There's no point getting completely worked up and actually understanding that sometimes we need to not react. We actually need to respond to situations. And how do we get into the world where we're so ready that things might not go to plan, that the response is what we get rather than the reaction. And as I said, it was a big lesson for me in 2021, the realization that actually my grief was around the fact that I'd had such a belief around how my life should be and suddenly it wasn't going that way. And that was really really hard. It wasn't actually yes, everything else was sad too, but that actual it's not going the way that I planned ended up being such a core thing that I needed to work through and heal through. And that was because in my head I'd had this great I- idea of what what the marriage should be, what it should look look like, and anything that deviated from that plan was too upsetting for me to actually comprehend, understand and work through. So you might be thinking, well Beck, what's your solution? Like how do I how do I not visualize? I'm not saying don't visualize at all. I love visualization, manifestation, all of that, as I've said. But it's just about being really understanding about your expect your expectations around an event. So now when I plan things, I have expectations, I plan for the best, but I'm prepared for the fact that things might need to change, and I think it's it's a real lesson that a lot of people have had to learn through this pandemic is being okay with being incredibly comfort- uncomfortable that things aren't going quite the way that they planned because we're we're brought up in a in a I guess an environment where we have you know project teams we have all of these Gantt charts <laughs> anyone in corporate knows what I'm talking about right we literally have. Entire systems built around nothing not going to plan. And I think it's ridiculous because is it not in something not going to plan that we find we get the greatest opportunity? Sometimes when life throws us completely off course, we're given the ability to say, hmm, maybe that wasn't right after all. Maybe we actually need to go down this path and it needs to look this way So that we can end up X, Y, Z. I had a really great thing said to me uh, last year, at the end of last year. And it was, back in your life, whenever something hasn't gone to plan, how often have you ended up in a worse situation? And I sat and thought about that. And I was like, yeah, it felt a lot of the time it felt worse to begin with. But the truth was, where I ended up was so much better than where I could have imagined. So there's this element of surrendering, which I talk about a fair bit because you, I think everyone that knows me knows I'm a huge fan of The Surrender Experiment by Michael A. Singer. That is a book that truly changed my life because as an epic control freak, the biggest thing for me was 2020 and 2021, the fact that I had no – Control in the way that I liked. Like, I've always been the person that has a spreadsheet for a holiday with exact travel times in between location A to location B. And if an extra half an hour gets put on that, well, that's going to throw my entire day out because the schedule was literally planned to the second. And I look back on that now, I'm like, how stressful? (laughs) How does anyone enjoy a holiday when it's planned to the nth degree? And the holiday that I went on last year on my own for the very first time, I had nothing planned. I knew locations that I wanted to get to and I knew general ideas of how far I had to drive because I didn't want to drive more than four hours on my own on any day. So I planned around that and I knew my boundaries and I knew things I wanted to kind of suss out. But most of my planning got done the morning of, hence how I ended up on a bike ride on a pouring wet day because I was like, what am I going to do today? Oh, And then I saw people on bikes and I was like, hey, what are you guys doing? They're like, oh, like there's this awesome bike track, but it's about to pour." I was like, I want to do that. One of the people said it was the best bike track they'd ever ridden in the world. And I was like, that's a pretty big call. I feel like I need to do it. Not that I've ever done really any bike tracks because, as you know, I couldn't ride a bike really till last year. (laughs) So, I mean, maybe it was a really good one to start on, but it was really fun, you know, and it... That not actually having everything planned, but still having the vision of the holiday. I knew I wanted to relax. I knew I didn't want to check work emails. I knew I wanted to go to like Tilba Tilba. I knew the places Marimbula. I knew there were seals at Naruma. I knew all the places I wanted to get to and the, the places like the general walks I wanted to do. But I gave myself enough time around it and I gave myself enough scope that if something happened, you know, I was kind of prepared for it. And it rained heaps and it didn't stop my holiday. So I was like, I didn't prepare for pouring down rain. I didn't even pack a waterproof jacket. If I hadn't have gone to Canberra before that trip, I wouldn't have even had a waterproof jacket. Luckily, my sister-in-law lent me one, <laughs> which just shows how much I threw planning out the window, right? I mean, I've probably gone the complete opposite. So I think there's a beautiful thing there of – um No, no, definitely visualize and plan and and manifest. Don't go as completely chilled out as I have. Um, I've gone too far into the surrendering. (laughs) But, I mean, I still get – I've still got a plan in the fact that I know that what I want to achieve this year and overarching, like, this will mean success for me out of the year. Um, And I know the steps I need to do in order to get there, the little bite-sized, chunky little bits that I need to do month on month to get there or, or week on week, whatever it is. But I also know that I can't know what 2022 is going to look like. I can't know that my conference in March isn't going to be cancelled again because we can't get down to Tassie. I can't know that I'm not going to end up on a plane going to Hawaii. (laughs) I would love that. Uh, So if anyone wants to take me to Hawaii, please message me. But this is the whole thing and I think there's so much, there's so many uh, life coaches, so many, uh, I don't know, people out there that speak of the importance of visualization, and I'm all for it, but there is also cons around it because people get so caught up in this visualization and the way they need their life to go and it becomes a lifeline for them that when it doesn't happen, the fall and the grief, it's too much for them to bear. And so instead of actually doing things in a healthy manner that will get them and move the needle, as I always say, it's my favorite saying, um, they just... Build something up to such a heightened state and when it doesn't happen the disappointment and the grief around it is so much worse than it needs to be because then they they fail to see the opportunity in the and it's not failure but they fail to see the opportunity in it not going to plan and I don't want that for you guys <laughs> so that is my little episode for this week I feel like it's not a big one this week we've done some big ones the last two two episodes have been huge and I wanted to kickstart the, the year off just with some little tips around how I'm approaching this year and the things that I see that I've done in the past, especially this grief around expect- expectancy. I've dealt with it a lot. I expected a lot of different things and it's been, it's been really hard because that can be the hardest thing to let go of is what you actually thought it should be. And let me tell you, when you let go, all you see is opportunity because you're like, Wow. I actually can go this way. I can go this way. I can do this. I can do that. I can do, go any way I want. And life opens up. So if we get so stuck in the visualization, so stuck in that it has to go this way, it limits our thinking and we become quite blindsided. And I want that for you guys. As I said. So that's me for this week. You guys know where you can find me. All my details are in the show notes. I hope that this has been helpful. I would absolutely love to hear from you as always. If there's anything you want me to chat on, I would love to talk about it. I hope you're having a killer start to the year and I am sure we're going to have a lot of fun this year. So keep tuned in and tell your friends, tell your family. Tell me when you think that we get something out of this because that's how I continue to spread my word. I'm already so shocked by how many how many of you listen. It's absolutely heartwarming. Um thank you. And leave me a review. Have a great week guys. I will touch base next week.